Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on Instagram at aron88 aron88 i'm here for the next hour taking you up until 8 p.m eastern as we do each and every weekday live here on the channel of course you can always check it out on demand anytime you want just go to your podcast and search for scout fantasy sports and listen anytime usually this shows up pretty quickly on demand once it ends so if you're busy eating, picking up kids, or whatever it is you want to listen to it at night, you can do that as well. You can also find all my work at ScoutFantasySports.com. The Week 13 Fab, fab Blind Bidding Guide is up. And there actually is some interesting pickups this week. Obviously, in the high-stakes leagues, this is the last week to make your acquisition, so make sure you empty the budget. Obviously, in your home leagues, different rules, uh, so it all depends. But either way, there are some players out there that you can – potentially start this week or add on the bench for depth. The bye weeks are over, uh, so at least you have that. But check that out. That is up on the site right now. Uh, Dr. Otto has his Week 13 news and notes. Uh, of course, we have the injury report as well. The projections from Sean Childs uh, should be up tonight if they're not already to get an email that those are done from him. And you can ask your questions on the message boards and the forums anytime you want. This is a way to get detailed answers, whatever your question is, whether – it's a free agent pickup, a trade, dynasty analysis, uh, baseball pickups, basketball, whatever it is. You can ask those questions on the message boards and the forums anytime you want. And check out ScoutDFS.com as well for NBA, NFL, and NHL. Uh, obviously, I like it very much for NBA. It uh, just updates whenever the injuries occur. Only a five-game slate tonight. Really not much injury news going on at the moment. A couple of... Uh, things later on that we need to see whether Gary Harris plays for Denver but pretty quiet night in terms of injury we knew the news the day before but uh, interesting slate nonetheless and we always have you covered the optimizer always uh, spits out good things yesterday obviously it told you to play James Harden I think that was pretty obvious but I was surprised at how many people did and obviously James Harden had a huge night anytime Chris Paul's out high pace game Wizards are terrible defensively so I had Harden, Eric Gordon, and Capella, and uh, that worked out. So, you know, there's an example. So maybe you're new to the NBA game. You don't know much, but you, you know, read and you see, okay, Harden, Gordon, and Capella is going to be on court. Put that in the optimizer and see what it gives you. So that's a, a tool to help you because NFL is winding down, and, you know, you want to try and make money every night, and we're here at Scout DFS uh, to help you. And we got a special deal now, too. So listen up. Uh if you sign up for an all-sports pass for Scout Fantasy Sports, NFL or NBA DFS, this is for DFS. So you can get an all-sports DFS, NFL DFS, or NBA DFS monthly plan at Scout DFS. 
If you use the promo code day after, you receive 50% off your first month. So now the All Sports Monthly, you start off at $19.97 for the first month. The NFL DFS, $14.97. And NBA, $9.97. Trust me, guys. You're going to make that money back. Like the first night. I mean, you just play a couple double-ups. I mean, think about it. You get the NBA DFS Monthly Pass today, $9.97, right? You pay. You play $10 double-up, $5 double-up. Pretty simple, right? You win 30 bucks. You just made your money back in one night. And you still have the rest of the month to make the money. Now, no one's going to win every night. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be, you know, popular plays that bust. But trust me, you're going to make a good amount on that deal. I mean, nine ninety seven for NBA. Jeez, uh, that's, that's ridiculous. And trust me, the optimizer is really good. So, again, just uh, use the promo code day after whether you want to do the all sports which is probably the best one to do. You know, you still got a, a month of NFL, DFS, NHL, NBA, 1997. Again, you can make that back easily in the first night. And you have several days of NFL to play during the week. So uh, this is a bargain and no-brainer. Again, it's one month. You know, try it out. You'll see. You'll make money. And if you don't, you can move on. But you're going to make money. We have people that know what they're doing. We got the RDA projections. Powering the optimizer for NFL. You know, it's given out great plays all season long. And, you know, I play NBA pretty much every night, uh, almost every night. Uh, I'll get into it much more heavy when NFL winds down because I do have a lot of research in the show. But I still play. I played tonight uh, for sure. And uh, you're going to win that money. So, again, go to scoutdfs.com, promo code day after, and get 50% off your first month, whether it's an all sports monthly. NFL DFS or NBA DFS monthly. So check that out right now. Also, VegasWhispers.com for all your betting needs. Uh, they just uh, tweeted out a pick for tonight with uh, college basketball. So once you're a member, you can follow the Vegas Whispers on Twitter, at Vegas Whispers. That's a general one. And uh, they will you know, let you know the plays at the end of the night. Uh, looks like college football has been tearing it up, 32-12 and 12 the last six weeks. That's a 73% winning percentage. Over the last 27 days, 56-35-2, winning percentage. So uh, if you become a member of Vegas Whispers, there's a private Twitter feed that subscribers get access to, and you can set it up for alerts to get on your phone. Uh, it's great. So this way the alerts just come in, and you decide, okay, am I going to make this play or not? So uh, check that out as well. Lots to get to on the show today. I'll have Chris Vaccaro from The Athletic. He'll join me in the next segment. Always good talking football with him as we get set for a critical week 13, final week of the regular season for many leagues. And in some leagues, it's the first week of the playoffs. I actually am in a league where the playoffs begin this week because they do a two-week championship. And unfortunately, I did not make the playoffs in that league. Seven and five, and I did not get in. Lost the tiebreaker on points. So uh, it's one of those leagues, though, where they do uh, – the, the teams that don't make the playoffs play in a tidy bowl for some money, which I don't like. I feel like if you do not make the playoffs, you should not be entitled to win any money. I just It's just the way it is. I know they kind of do it to keep everyone involved, but, look, you don't make the playoffs, you don't deserve it. And I'm one of those teams. I mean, my season should end. Uh, I think my team is pretty good, and I actually think I could win that tidy bowl. So I'll take it. I don't know. I don't even know what the prize is. Maybe getting your entry fee back, whatever it is. But either way, uh, I feel like once your season is over, that's it. You know, you didn't earn a playoff spot. So that's what it is there. 
Let's take a look at some of the top headlines in the NFL right now. Uh, the NFL Network's Mike Garofalo says that the Ravens plan to start Lamar Jackson in Week 13 against the Falcons, that Joe Flacco has not been cleared to play yet. So the plan is to start Lamar Jackson right now. They're saying that maybe Flacco could still practice this week, but they think that there's not enough time for him to get ready. Uh, the Athletics' Jeff Zerback says Flacco will need a full week of practice before he's able to play. So uh, I know Harbaugh said yesterday everything was on the table. And obviously, you know, you can understand why the Ravens are doing this because it's two completely drastic game plans when you're trying to prepare for these quarterbacks. It's a whole lot different preparing for Lamar Jackson as opposed to Joe Flacco. So it sounds like Lamar Jackson will start again this week. If you have Lamar Jackson, they'll just, you know, make sure you have someone else just in case. Uh, I do plan on starting Lamar Jackson in the league. Uh, I do have two other quarterbacks on the roster. I typically don't roster three quarterbacks. Anyone who has followed me over the years knows that. But in this scenario, we have 20 roster spots. And because, you know, I'm just not sure about, uh, you know, what's going to happen with uh, Lamar Jackson. You know, he could sit at any time. I need to have that flexibility, especially with the waiver wire being closed this week. But we talked numerous times about Lamar Jackson and why he's been so good and the flexibility that you have with, uh, you know, a running quarterback. They just can do so much. And you've seen it. You know, we knew 27 carries, 117 yards in week 11 against the Bengals. Okay, that wasn't going to continue. You're going to get your quarterback crushed if he has to do that all the time. So we knew that was going to scale back. And it did, but he still had 11 carries, 71 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Uh, he passed a little bit more. 19 pass attempts week 11, 25 pass attempts a week 12 against Oakland, 178 yards, one passing touchdown, and two interceptions. So you see, you know, you don't need much from him. If he's going to run 60, 70 yards, uh, one touchdown is often going to be enough. And he only needs like 200 passing yards. So that's what you get with Lamar Jackson. Uh, another good matchup against Atlanta. So I think he's definitely in play this week. If you have been using him, pick him up. And uh, just another example of why. You can kind of wait on the quarterback's position, and you know a lot of times guys emerge off the wire, and you're seeing it right now with a guy like Lamar Jackson. It'll be interesting to see. What if he goes into Atlanta and wins, and it's three wins in a row? Do they go back to Flacco? Uh, very interesting to watch. But that's why you have to make sure that you have someone else in place just in case uh, that Lamar Jackson doesn't wind up uh, starting in the next week or so. So that's why you have to have a contingency plan there. Uh, some of the other news going on, Traquan Smith limited in practice today. So he has practiced on consecutive days. He did not play last week going up against the Cowboys this week. So uh, Smith obviously has a lot of upside. Dallas has been very good defensively. They've done a nice job this year, but they haven't faced the Saints. So I think this is going to be a, a tough spot for that Cowboys defense this week. And we all know that, uh, you know, Traquan Smith, we've seen. The, he's the epitome of boomer bust. I think he's a wide receiver, three wide receiver, four this week. I have him in a couple leagues. Not really sure if I'm going to start him yet. The thing with Smith is we know he can make or break your, uh, your week with one big play. He's that explosive. The Saints are at home. Uh, no, actually, this game's in Dallas. I'm sorry. That's right. It is in Dallas. Uh, we've seen Traquan Smith play better at home, especially with Drew Brees. And we see Brees spreading out the ball. So with no bye weeks, I don't think he's a must-start, especially to uh, it, it's not a short week because they played on Thanksgiving, but he's a little banged up. So don't think he's a must-start this week. Uh, Vance McDonald, he's dealing with a hip injury, so he's going to be limited in practice early in the week. He had the injury 
this past week on Sunday against the Broncos. He didn't return to the game. The problem here is the Steelers don't play until Sunday night. So you're going to have to monitor this throughout the week, see what the reports are. And if he doesn't practice at all, it's going to be very, very risky to to play him. And, you know, a lot of people are in, in, in dire straits right now at tight end, uh, you know, losing Jack Doyle. I mean, first of all, the position was very thin to begin with. Then you lose uh, Jack Doyle and you take him out. Uh, obviously, Ebron, who was owned in all leagues anyway, gets a big upgrade, but he's already owned. Uh, McDonald is someone that a lot of people are probably starting, so you're probably going to have to go to the wave wire, and uh, there might not be much there. So uh, this is worth keeping an eye on. Obviously, Jesse James is always a, a potential replacement uh, if McDonald is out, but uh, you know that's something you're going to have to look at on the waiver wire this week. Texans coach Bill O'Brien said Deonta Foreman is not all the way back yet. I was amazed at how many people were so optimistic about Foreman, and I put him in a couple of my waiver columns, but I wrote that, you know, don't expect much. You know, I wasn't real high on him. I didn't pick him up in any leagues. I think it was just a case of people, you know, hoping that Foreman would come in and be better than the running backs that have been there, Lamar Miller and Alfred Blue. But, you know, he's coming off an Achilles injury. We've seen in the past that it's really tough for running backs to come back from, and there's a possibility that we don't even see him the rest of the year. That remains on pups. So just keep that in mind because – People tend to be very optimistic when it comes to injuries and they expect the best, and it doesn't always pan out that way. Oftentimes, you know, these injuries are worse than what's reported. We don't always get the accurate information. I mean, just take a look at Marvin Jones. You know, there was a report last week, yeah, he should be good to go. Well, he's on injured reserve now, and part of it is, you know, the Lions not being good and out of it, but it's very important to keep that in mind. The other injury for the Texans to keep an eye on is Kiki Cutie. Uh, he hurt his hamstring and left the game last night. Now, Bill O'Brien said he's trending towards playing in Week 13 against the Browns, but QT didn't sound as optimistic after the game. And I've always said players are optimistic. When there's pessimism involved, that's a red flag to me. So QT said it's hard to tell if his latest hamstring injury is as serious as the ones which have caused him to miss games. Remember, he was out in training camp, uh, then came back. Injured the hamstring again. So for the third time, it's not a good sign. So I don't feel – I obviously want to see how he practices this week, but I don't think you could feel good about him at all, uh, especially in a critical week, man. You, you can't take chances here. Uh, so QT, not someone as of right now that I'm looking at to play this week. Redskins running back Chris Thompson said he's encouraged by his recovery. He hopes to play this week. Uh, obviously, the Redskins have a big game on Monday night against the Eagles. If the Eagles win – and the Cowboys lose to the Saints, you'll see a three-way tie in the NFC East in first place. All those teams would be 6-6. Six and six. Danny, Am- Danny Amendola might not practice much this week because of a knee injury. You know, Amendola was a guy that gave you a pretty high floor in PPR format. Nothing crazy, but, you know, someone you could slot in there as a wide receiver. He had a lot of injuries. I did play him last week. But, obviously, uh, we saw that Dolphins receiving core really do nothing. The ball was really spread out. They haven't been very aggressive at all. So, uh Amendola may practice this week, but tough to play him as well. Also, the Redskins claimed Reuben Foster off waivers after the 49ers cut him as he was recently arrested once again. But the Redskins have said uh, he will not play until the legal process has played out. But they were the only team to put in a claim on him. So Redskins obviously don't care much about those things. Real quickly from Monday Night Football, you know, Deshaun Watson finished the week as the QB1. And I had written that, you know, Watson has just not put the ball in the air much. You know, this is the sixth straight game. He's had 25 pass attempts or fewer, but he made it count. 210 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and also ran a career-high 70 rushing yards on nine carries and a rushing touchdown. 
He had a 34-yard touchdown run. This Titans defense was abysmal. It was so bad. Lamar Miller had a 97-yard touchdown run in this one. Lamar Miller, like, really? I mean, yeah, he looked good on it, but this was just awful tackling on the part of the Titans defense. It was just crazy how bad they were. You know, Lamar Miller's been that RB2 for a workload. Not a guy I drafted this year. Wasn't really excited about him. And most of the yards came on that one play. He only has four total touchdowns this year. He's not involved in the passing game much. Just 17 receptions on the season. So, you know, he is dependent on those touchdowns. And again, you know, he stayed healthy. He's in a pretty good offense. Texans have won eight games in a row. Corey Davis, I feel like we talk about him and it's a roller coaster. But this is why we liked him so much before the year. For those people that were complaining, four catches, 96 yards, including a 48-yard touchdown and a 39-yard run. Not heavy volume in this one, only four targets, but he produced. Uh, John o. Smith scored again, third touchdown in the last four games. If he's still available on waivers, get him, especially if you're a Jack Doyle owner. And Marcus Mariota looked a lot better in the box score. Just one incompletion, 22 of 23 for 303 and two touchdowns. 13.2 yards per pass, but he took six sacks in this one. As this game wasn't really competitive, especially as we moved on late in the game. Demarius Thomas with two touchdowns, so that's it promising for him. When we return, talk more football with Chris Vaccaro from The Athletic. He joins me next here on Scout Fantasy Sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here until 8 p.m. Eastern. And make sure you check out this great deal, ScoutDFS.com. You get 50% off your first month, whether you sign up for an all-sports DFS pass, NFL, or NBA. 50% off the regular price on your first month. Enter the promo code DAYAFTER and take advantage of this right now. promise you, you'll make your money back in the first day or two, depending on the amount of volume you play in your games. Speaking of making money, that's my next guest, Chris Vaccaro from The Athletic. Chris, what's up? Adam, you ready for week 13, buddy? Yeah, man. I Honestly, and we probably say this every year, I cannot believe that we're in week 13. I have no idea where this season went. It felt like we were yeah. just drafting at the Greenwich Street Tavern for our league. Like it was yesterday, and I mean the season's almost over. It's crazy. It's a it's a thirteen week sprint to the playoffs. Um, it is really crazy. Speaking of uh, the Greenwich Street Tavern, congrats to you and your greatness that you've wrapped up the uh, GST uh, division. That you, uh, I did believe it's uh, ten and two. You are so I saw that earlier today. Uh, congrats to you, and uh, good luck in the playoffs. Thanks. Now, someone was asking me today in that league, is it top six records or do points play a factor? 
Well, the points will be a tiebreaker if, you know, um, if record comes into play. So, but it's which, top six records whole, go, right? Oh, yeah, top six records go. Um, I believe four or five teams already have that, you know, locked in. And then there's like four or five teams uh, that I think it'll come down to this uh, final week to see uh, who gets the final spot in the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, that's another interesting league. It's coming down to it. You don't have you those actually, problems, though. You sit back and relax. And Well, uh, no, I can't. I, I need to try and wrap up the most points. That wins money, too. Well, well, there you go. That's true. That is true. I'm sure you'll do it because, you know, come on, you're, you're the man. Yeah, whatever. Don't say, I don't like when you say stuff like that. Then come, all my guys get hurt. You, you came on and you're like, let me mail you the check. AJ Green gets hurt. Cooper Cup's out for the year. You know, I'm kind of, kind of digging for receivers here. I'd be worried. I don't know who your top players are, but I'd be worried now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thanks. You actually, you have a shot. You have a shot to get in. You need a win, though. This- yeah, no, I do. I need a win. I actually, uh, I was looking at it before. I have to look at it more and see tiebreaker scenarios. I've been a little tuned out because, uh, you know, let's face facts. I don't like that team. It's not one of my better ones. Um, but, you know, uh, being a competitor, you still want to make the playoffs and, and uh, in, in every league you're in. So, yeah, I'd like to steal that sixth spot uh, this week, and I think I could get in uh, with a little luck. Yeah, for sure, and I think a lot of people are facing that this week. I find that out looking at a lot of the leagues. It feels like it's really bunched up this year where you feel like there's a lot of teams alive here going into the final week. Have you found that across your leagues as well? Uh, I honestly, I don't. I know this Sunday, and I say this every year, uh, and, and I always believe it's true, Week 13 of the fantasy season uh, is always the most stressful week of my year. Um, uh, I'm already stressed out going into this week. Uh, teams that are sitting in first place, holding on, trying to hold on. Uh, teams that are tied, you know, uh, going into this week. So many different scenarios. And the opposite, you know, teams that I'm trying to squeak into a playoff or anything, try and get more points to get into a playoff. Um, I only have two of my leagues wrapped up out of all the leagues I play in, uh, so that's it. But, yeah, I look across all my leagues. It's a free-for-all going into week 13 and many of them. Yeah, for sure, and that's why uh, anything could happen in the playoffs, and it feels like this is kind of one of those years. And, of course, you know, a couple of big issues at running back this week. Let's start off with one. I know you're hurting, and it's Melvin Gordon. Now, I saw you tweet out, I really hope he plays, and he did, and he gave you exactly what you wanted. But we were texting about this a little bit. I was surprised. Number one, you had a player talk his way into playing. They already mm-hmm. took the cautious approach in London and sat him. And it worked out, obviously, as they won the game. I felt like they could have sat him here and still won. Now, he did play. But why is he out there early in the third quarter? You're up 28-10. to 10. You know he's got a knee and a hamstring. The Chargers have big bigger plans and they really could have handled Arizona and I know people are like oh you're just second guessing I was saying at the time I was actually uh, watching the game with friends and I'm like why is he still out here at the beginning of the third quarter now you could say it was selfish because I had Austin Eckler in my lineup but no realistically from a NFL perspective like you already got a 28-10 lead in the third quarter why is Melvin Gordon out there and then you have him line up at wide out oh that was I mean it was the dumbest play I can ever recall, uh, you know, seeing um, you're up 28-10 in the third quarter, like you said. 
he looked really good. Uh, you know, so we don't know how hurt he was, but it, you know, going into that game, complaining of knee and hammy issues and everything like that. Yeah. They could have shut him down at halftime. They didn't need him, especially with a capable backup like Austin Eckler and the way the charges were rolling on offense. But all that put aside, how do you run a reverse with your star running back out wide and then flip him the ball? I mean, it's one of the most idiotic plays. I'm still shaking my head. Uh, it, it devastates our fantasy teams, uh, you know, for all of us that have Melvin Gordon heading into this big week 13 and then into the fantasy playoffs. Just no words for it, Adam. I mean, I'm sure that coach and staff is sitting there just shaking their head going, why did we call that play? How stupid is that? You got a guy like Travis Benjamin. That play is made for a Travis Benjamin. You hand it off to Eckler. You come on the end of round. That's Travis Benjamin. I don't know why you, I don't know why Melvin Gordon is involved in that play, even the fact that he's in the game at the time. So really frustrating for us owners. We were thrilled that he played and got 21 fantasy points before that happened. But, yeah, I, I, at that point, you know, the greediness in us, we want to try and go for 30 fantasy points. But I would have been thrilled just to see him, uh, you know, live to see another day. Give me those 21 points. That's good enough and move on to week 13. But it backfired for sure. Now, I see some people who are like, well, you should handcuff your running backs. First of all, how many, how many running backs can you handcuff actually in the draft? And do you subscribe to that theory? Do you look to handcuff your running backs in the draft? And even with Melvin Gordon, Eckler was going pretty early in competitive leagues. He was. Um, and I have this situation on the teams that I have, Melvin Gordon, uh, and they're in playoff contention going into this final week. Uh, I only have Eckler on half of them. So I have it covered, you know, with half of them. The other half, I'm screwed. Uh, it's it's really a feel for the draft, Adam. Uh, you know, you get into certain rounds, and, you know, if there's players that you like that are available, yeah, you take them. But if you can back up your first-round stud running back at a decent price in the draft, yeah, I have no problem with that. Uh, Eckler, like you said, he was like that mid-round running back. I believe in the draft, but I got him in. I got him later at a good price, so... Yeah, you know, I jumped on that opportunity and and, and held them. But, uh, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. I don't go into drafts definitely saying, yes, I have to back up my, you know, my stud running back. Or, no, I'm definitely not. It's it's just a real feel if a certain guy is there or not. Yeah, and this is a year, too, where I feel like those people who are like, you have to handcuff your running backs, well, it's kind of worked out. I mean, the Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, Dalvin Cook, Latavius sure. Murray. I mean, we can point – to years where the handcuff didn't even do any use. They never even played. So it's kind of like the timing of everything. Sure. And then for the guys like that, but then, you know, there's the opposite. The guys that drafted Spencer Ware and have been sitting there, you know, holding uh, Spencer Ware for 12 weeks now, getting nothing out of him, you know, as a Kareem Hunt owner. So hit or miss, um, really no rhyme or reason, like I said, with it, but, you know, we've talked about it before. The big winners this year, the James Conner uh, owners that backed up Le'Veon Bell or just took a shot on him in the mid-rounds and, and didn't even, uh, weren't even the Le'Veon Bell owners. Talking to Christopher Carroll. You can find him at theathletic.com. Also playing in a ton of high-stakes leagues. The other big running back loss for the week. I haven't seen a ruling yet. I know Leonard Fournette was, I was appeal- just, yeah, I was just going to ask you that. I, I was just waiting. As Before I came on, I took another look to see. I would think that 
the uh, the ruling would be down or you know would be right at seven thirty p.m. Eastern, like seven thirty. Yeah, we have no news. I mean, (laughs) I think he's. I think I think it's going to be upheld. I know the meeting was today. I've been waiting to hear on this news. Also, Adam, I think the fact that we haven't heard anything by now, I think it stays. The fact that Fournette ran from his sideline across the field. Uh, and through punches, I think that keeps the one-game suspension, uh, you know, upheld. But, man, what a frustrating season. If you're a Leonard Fournette owner and you're still in the running for your playoffs or your league title and you had to sit through everything you did for for 10 weeks with Fournette's injury and then you get him back and he has these nice games, he looks like your first-round stud running back that you drafted, and now he goes and does this and he's out for week 13. I mean, you just got to shake your head at this point. Were you in on Fournette this year? I think you were, if I'm not mistaken. You said you had oh, him yeah. in a few weeks, right? Oh, yeah. My my first round, uh, you know, lineup that I wanted was Barkley, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette. Those are the three guys. Uh, all my teams have one of those three guys on them as a first-round draft pick. So that was who I was in on. If I, if I had a top-six pick in that mid-range, you know, obviously Gurley, if I had a first pick like I did in GSP, but – uh, then it was Barkley, Melvin Gordon, anywhere from the middle, from early to the middle rounds, and then Fournette towards the end of the first. That's uh, how I wanted it. Now, how does what has happened transpired here affect? Because we see, you know, the, the I'd say the average fantasy owner, oh, Fournette Berman this year, I'm not going back to him. I, you're more rational. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, like, it was the right pick. I mean, look at the volume he is getting. He was oh, yeah. going, he was oh, going yeah. to put up monster numbers. If he didn't get hurt, and I know being hurt is part of it, and people are gonna go back to LSU, but he played 13 games last year. One was a suspension, so he missed two because of injury. Obviously, the hamstring was a problem this year, and then stupidity this week. But there's a lot of running backs. Does this influence you for next year, or if you're picking at the back of the first round and he falls, you're gonna take him? I don't think he's a first-round draft pick next year, Adam. I, I think because of the injuries and the people frustrated with him, I think he, I think he'll be a second, early to mid. Uh, I think he'll be an early second-round draft pick. Once you start looking at it, as a matter of fact, my um, my article that's coming out in the morning for the Athletic, I, I did a first-round a look ahead to next year, and he just missed the list for me. I have him in that 12 to 16 range uh, for next year. I think at this point. Um, it's all because of that hamstring. And will I fade him? No. Uh, you know, if he's on the board at that right price and I could pair him up in the early second round with a stud RB1 from the first round or a receiver, I would have to go back in on him just based on the volume. He is the he is the offense in Jacksonville. Um, and you don't get too many of those bell cow running backs in this league that are getting the ball, you know, 25 times a game like he is. So, no, he, he, you know, a lot of people will be off on him and say, I don't want to deal with him, what he dealt, you know, what happened last year with him, but I won't look at him like that. I just don't think that he'll be a, uh, a consistent first round draft pick next year. Talking to Chris Vicaro, you can find him at theathletic.com. I think a player we were all excited about after Demarius Thomas got traded was Cortland Sutton, and it just really hasn't happened. I mean, he hasn't had more than three receptions in a game since Thomas left. He was held to one catch for 14 yards this past week. I know it was Pittsburgh, but we just haven't really Mm -hmm. seen even an increase in targets. He hasn't had more than six targets in those three games uh, against Houston, 
the Chargers, which tough matchup in Pittsburgh. Now, I guess this week will be the litmus test at Cincinnati. I mean, it doesn't get much better at San Fran in week 14, week 15 in Cleveland and at Oakland in week 16. It doesn't get much yep. better. Are we going to see Sutton finally explode? It's funny, it's funny that you bring him up, Adam, because that's also in my article this week that he's got one more chance in my book, and it's this week. Uh, you know, the schedule is great. Like you said, he had charges. He had a, saw a lot of Casey Hayward. Uh, Pittsburgh, he saw a lot of Joe Hayden. So, uh, you know, also, and in the fact that Jeff Harriman and those targets are now out of the offense, I really just don't see who's going to catch balls other than Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton here. Um, I think by default, he, he's going to be able to turn this around. He's got a great matchup with the Bengals, like we said, on deck now. So, it's been frustrating these last couple weeks. I love the fact that once Demarius Thomas, you know, left town uh, weeks ago, I thought it was the Cortland Sutton show. Uh, I thought it was going to be huge for fantasy. It hasn't worked out yet. Talk to me after this upcoming week. I, I think he starts to put it all together and that, you know, the rest of the season schedule is really, really nice. So hopefully this is big things to come, the start of big things to come starting this week in Cincinnati. Baker Mayfield, man, has just played very well since they made the change of coach and offensive coordinator coming off a game with four touchdowns, seven touchdowns over his last two games. Is he someone you feel comfortable starting the rest of the way? He's got a tough matchup this week against the Texans. They won eight in a row. Uh, Baker's playing so well, though. Would you consider Baker in that QB1 conversation this week and uh, someone that could lead you to a fantasy championship the rest of the way? No, I can't put him in that category yet. Adam, I know he had a great game, but like we said, you know, versus that Bengals defense, that'll make anybody look pretty good nowadays. Um, this will be a nice test, uh, a nice uh, test, you know, going into Houston, uh, playing them uh, with, you know, Watt and Clowney, uh, you know, attacking him. But um, no, I, I can't put him in a QB1 range. I put him in a high QB2 range, but uh, I wouldn't want to be banking on Baker Mayfield to give me a fantasy championship. The weapons still aren't there. Uh, Njoku had a nice game finally bouncing back after he looked like he was getting, uh, you know, kicked out of this offense. Jarvis Landry, I still can't tell. I, I, thank God I don't own any Jarvis Landry shares because I, I, that's got to be frustrating for Landry owners. I don't know what the hell is going on with him. But uh, I just don't think the weapons are there in Cleveland for Baker Mayfield to consistently put up big numbers each week. Landry is unbelievable. I mean, this is a guy that's always dependent on volume and is not there now. Atlanta and Cincinnati, the last two games, great matchups. He has 10 targets. He had two for 22 and three for 30. They're just spreading the ball around and running so well. Baker, I think, had 26 pass attempts this past week. Nick Chubb's been a stud. Yeah. It's hurt Landry. I mean, the, oh, everything. It's all, yeah, it's all Nick Chubb. Yeah, it's all Nick Chubb, you know, and, and as a Landry, if you're a Landry owner, I don't know what you do. Do you start him going forward? You got to keep rolling him out there, I guess. It, it, you can't have too many better uh, options on your roster, but, man, it's a disappointment every week. Yeah, I guess it really depends on what you have, um, but there probably are a lot of Landry owners that are kind of stuck. I mean, like, who are you going to play? I mean, do you play, like, a Adam Humphreys over him? I mean, that's that's kind of Josh Reynolds. That's what you're looking at, right? Yeah, yeah, and and it comes that point of the season where you look at lesser names, but they're producing more, and it's like, do I stick with my high draft pick, or do I go with these guys that are actually producing each week and giving 15-plus fantasy points like the Humphreys of the world stuff? 
that's the you know that's what us fantasy owners struggle with every week every uh, year at this point. Yeah, like would you play Sutton over Landry this week? Yeah, I'm going Sutton. I'm sticking with my guy Sutton. Yeah, I think this could be the week. It better be against the Bengals. I'll tell you it that later for sure. Lots more ahead with Chris Vicow from The Athletic when we continue here at Scout Fantasy Sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Adam Ronis. You can find me, scoutfantasysports.com. Have the Week 13 Fab Guide. It is up. You can ask your questions on the message boards and forums anytime you want. And, of course, check out Scout DFS. We have a special. If you use the promo code day after, you get 50% off whether you get an all-sports monthly DFS pass an NFL DFS monthly or NBA DFS monthly it's 50% off for the first month and that includes access to articles optimizers and the slack chat definitely worth it and you will make your money back I think the first night or two again use the promo code day after at scoutdfs.com I'm joined by Chris Vicaro you can find him at theathletic.com also plays in a ton of high stakes leagues uh, we were talking briefly about Corey Davis. It seems like we talk about him every week. But I think last night we saw why we are so high on this guy. Oh, for sure. And speaking of scout fantasy and uh, FFWC, uh, I pulled out a nice win to make the playoffs and then send my team to the uh, you know the playoff rounds in the FFWC because of Corey Davis last night. I went in down 19 points. Corey Davis stepped up with a nice 24. And... Uh, That'll be sending me to the playoffs. So thank you, Corey Davis. Finally uh, played him the right week, and he came through. Did you have to make a decision? I mean, we knew, I think. No. <laughs> uh, you, oh, you had that to was, play him, basically? Basically, yes. In, in that league, um, I had really no choice. So he's in my lineup. But on the flip side, another big league that I'm in, um, I have a wide receiver core of Diggs, Sanders, who are always my top two. And then I'm always choosing between Alshon Jeffrey or Corey Davis as my third. And this week I went with Alshon Jeffrey and it screwed me again. So I cannot get the Corey Davis, uh, you know, sit, start, right. Uh, I think I tweeted that last night. A lot of other high stakes players chimed in and we're talking about it. It seems like a constant topic every week is Corey Davis. I guess I guess he's just an enigma for all of us. We well, just don't it, know when to play him or not play him. Isn't that entire Titans team an enigma this year? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would have to say Deion Lewis is frustrating his owners as well. I'm not a Deion Lewis owner, but uh, and not really paying too much attention to him, but he's got to be frustrating lately also, no? Absolutely. I mean, it seemed that the Titans looked like a team that were pretty much done. Then they beat Dallas, they beat New England, and then they get pummeled by the Colts. They were even I know Mariota got hurt in that game, 
But they were doing nothing mm-hmm. when Mariota was in the game for the first half. Yeah, and then they came back last night and got pumped by uh, the Texans. So it's a roller coaster, that team. You don't even know what to expect. Uh, they are severely limited on offense. Um, you know, that fourth and goal from the, the one inch. Uh, from the, That's the, the play you run? Like, really? Last night, they give it to a tight end out of the backfield. Meanwhile, you got Derrick Henry, uh, 250 pounds in the backfield. You don't give it to him. I mean, I, I don't know. A lot of these teams, I think we're at the point now where a lot of these coaches on offense just try and outsmart themselves um, and think that they can, oh, they'll never expect this to happen. And then they go and screw themselves. But uh, it's frustrating. It was weird last night. Derrick Henry seemed to start getting a lot more touches and playing time in the second half. I don't know if they But then he had a fumble. He had a fumble to end the game. Yeah. Game was yeah, the game was over at that point. That was, you know, last thirty seconds. I know the coaches never want to see, you know, a running back fumble. So I don't know if they hold it against them, but you know, I don't know. Did you notice that Deion Lewis was playing a lot less in the second half last night? I don't know if there's a little injury issue that popped up or what, but I guess we'll find out as the week goes along. Yeah, of course. We always find these things out. Yeah, Lewis played twenty nine snaps last night, just seven carries for eighty yards. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't even realize that, but it seemed that way for sure. And Henry played 27 snaps, so a lot closer than it has been in recent weeks. And you figure with them playing from yep. behind, that's more of a Deion Lewis game. Exactly. You, you would have to be frustrated as a Lewis owner seeing Henry in most of the second half when you're down two touchdowns. Yeah, I think really the only uh, – Corey Davis obviously is someone that you can play, uh, I think, especially if Mariota's at quarterback. And they have the Jets this week. So I think you feel yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe so. Uh, you know, I, looking ahead, the Jets, I know next week is the Jaguars, so with Ramsey on them, you start questioning yourself again. Um, but this week, he's going back in my lineups, and uh, there's nothing I can do except cross my fingers and, and hope because who else is there in this offense to throw the ball to? He should be getting He should be getting 12-plus targets every single week in this offense. And even last night, Four. He comes out first play of the game. He comes out um, last night, uh, catches a nice 20-yarder, gets another ball the first quarter, and he completely disappears for the second and third quarter until he catches his touchdown pass. It's really mind-boggling. He's one of those players and receivers in that offense that every couple plays he should be getting targeted. For sure, and he was for a good portion of the season. That target share was up over 30%, and I don't know what happened yesterday. But it's basically him and John O. Smith. Not that John O. Smith's getting a large target share, but at least he scored three times in the last four games. And oh my God, Adam, I got to tell you a quick funny story about John O. Smith last night. It's unbelievable. Me and my friend have been talking all day long. Me and my friend own a team, the home league, and um, we were up 16 points going into last night. The guy we were playing had John O. Smith. We were like, ah, we're good, John O. Smith. Guy comes out, catches the first ball, catches the long touchdown right after that. He's got 15 points halfway through the first quarter. We're like, I can't believe we took a loss like this so bad. He never catches another ball the rest <laughs> of the game. We win by one point. It's Damn, amazing. You had, you had to sweat Just out that whole story. You had to sweat out that what? whole game. Sweat out the whole game. Oh, after my that I catch another pass. Adam, we're on the phone at the two-minute warning, and the Texans, uh, the Titans get the ball back. We're like, here we go. Here comes the garbage. You know, we were, we were up 1.1 point. We were like one catch, and we lose. 
and they come back for the two-minute warning, and Jonu Smith, you see him on the sideline. They went with the kid Berkshire or Flixer or whatever the other tight end's uh, name is, uh, and Jonu Smith wasn't even in the game. We thought we were going to get screwed with that you know, last-minute uh, catch, but just a Monday night miracle. You could put that under the uh, – classify that under – yeah, I was on the other side. I had like a 1.4 lead going into the night, and it's an IDP league, so I had Wesley Woodyard, the linebacker from Tennessee. My opponent had Lamar Miller, right. and I see Lamar Miller break that run. I've been like, are you kidding oh, me? How, how how bad was the Titans' defense tackling last night? Very, very bad. Made Lamar Miller look like a star last night. He looked really good, by the way, Lamar Miller. I know. So I wonder what I his uh, – you know, I wonder what the rest of the season could look like for him because he looked explosive. He really did. Um, so, But they mixed in Alfred Blue so much, that team. I, I don't know why. But Lamar Miller, uh, you know, it could be a sneaky uh, RB2 for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, he he's not involved in the passing game much. Only 17 receptions on the year, only four touchdowns. Like, he's, you know, he gets the volume, and that's yeah. why he'll probably finish in the RB2. But you just don't feel good about him. Like, you know, last night was like the ceiling for him. You know, like you're not gonna get, yeah. you're not gonna get those. You'll get big that games. game once. Um, yeah, you'll get that game once or twice a season from him to get you excited, and then it goes right back to being Lamar Miller, which is the reason why I've never drafted Lamar Miller, never will. Uh, he's just one of those guys that I always avoid on draft day. You know, no one's talking about the Texans, and maybe there's a reason for that. But they have now won eight games in a row. They're eight and three. They did lose to New England, so they lose the tiebreaker on the two seed. But there is a possibility that they get a first round bye. Do you think they're for real, or they're just a product of uh, the schedule that is just shaped up nicely yeah. for them? Product of the schedule. Not a team I would be worried about if I was the, the you know the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Steelers. Uh, even the Chargers, uh, and, you know, have the Texans a distant fifth, um, you know, in that race. You know, they'll host a home game. Um, they'll be a prime candidate to get bounced out right away. Um, you know, even uh, you have to assume the Chargers will be in the five hole uh, in the AFC playoffs. And then uh, whoever the sixth seed is, the sixth seed in the AFC, I don't think will be strong this year. I think it'll wind up being the either the Ravens, the Colts, uh, maybe even the Titans come back. So it'll be one of those three teams. Well, the, Bron- the Broncos have a good schedule. I mean, I'm hoping no, it's the I, – I, I don't think they're that I good either. I'm it. hoping it's the Colts because to see yeah, Andrew Luck good. get in. I, I think that's who it'll be. If I had to put my money down right now, I think the Colts wind up getting the sixth seed in the AFC. That's the team I would like to see there and, and would enjoy watching. Uh, I just don't want to see the Ravens. The Bengals are completely finished. The Broncos, I can't see Case Keenum uh, taking them anywhere, and I'm really not in love with their defense either, or their offense for that matter. I think that'll fade. They just they caught a perfect storm uh, this week. Uh, that was actually my upset special this past week. I was on the Broncos at home. Uh, oh, I took Steelers them too. On the I, did the, uh, yeah. I did the DraftKings pool, uh, and I had the Broncos. Yep. There you go. I, w- I would have, yeah. but, but I, I would have won money last night. But I took the Titans, uh-huh. man. I decided, you know, I felt Ooh, like you had to go. Yeah. yeah, I had to. I felt like because you, you can only lose two or fewer to cash in that. So I lost three. Right. Like, uh, you know, I felt like, all right, I'm not going to take chalk across the board. I lost the I had the Panthers over the Seahawks. I lost that. I lost the Jags I over the Bills. As well. And I almost took the uh-huh. Bills, man, because the Jags are a dead team. 
and then I lost last night's yeah, game. I, was, I, I mean, I thought yeah, Texas. Now, we're at that point in the season where you could stop betting against teams that you know mailed it in, and that's the best way to bet is just going against teams like the Jaguars that you know are just, you know, they're just playing out the string. They're not getting up for these games, uh, you know, stuff like that. But, yeah, the Panthers are surprising. Um, I wrote a little about them also in my column this week. Uh, other than, you know, in, unlike years past, I actually enjoy watching Panthers games this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm completely in love with McCaffrey. Um, watching him and owning him in fantasy this year is one of uh, – you know, one of my small list of, of joys in, in watching fantasy players this this year. Him along with DJ Moore, who I own a ton of shares of. Uh, I'm just loving watching these two guys go. The, the schedule for them is a dream uh, to end it. They have a couple games versus the Saints that you expect to be high-scoring games. They have Tampa this week. Uh, those two guys, I expect to make a lot of money for a lot of people. Uh, McCaffrey and DJ Moore. And while we're on that topic, Adam, what's going on with my guy, Greg Olson? Can we trust him going forward this week or what? He's disappeared in this offense. Yeah. Someone asked me about him today on the message boards and I have him in one league. I was concerned about him coming back because, you know, he did mention that he needed the foot surgery at the end of the year. Uh, And yeah, he has kind of disappeared in this offense uh, the last couple weeks, two for nine and two for 11. A tight yeah. end so difficult, matches, though. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's a difficult position that, you know, he's still a tight end one. But, like, someone asked me about him or Njoku. Are, like, are we ready after one game? I mean, Njoku, I think we all love his athleticism, his ability. But, you know, this was the first game in weeks where he was really a big part of the offense. Like, can we just – are we ready to just say, all right, yeah, I'm going to put him over now? I don't know about that yet. Now, Njoku, um, in full disclosure, I have a, a, a big home league. That big home league I talked to you about a lot. Um, and the rosters are small, only 16 teams. And I didn't want to carry two tight ends. And I had Jack Doyle. And Sunday morning, I dropped Njoku. And now here I am a couple of days oh. later without a tight end because Doyle goes on IR. And I dropped Njoku. And there is no tight end. So it really backfired on me here. And going into the playoffs, the tight end position now is going to be a real weak spot for me. And Joko just wasn't doing it, Adam. Uh, you know, like you said, he just seemed like he was getting phased out of this offense the last month. And sure enough, now, you know, maybe just the, it was the fact that the Bengals made him look good. You know, let's not o- go overboard. The touchdown was nice, but he only had, what, five catches, I believe. Um, five for 55, I think it was, and a touchdown. So if he puts together a couple nice games, the thing that hurts the most is the fact that the tight end position lost a couple more good players to it, including Jack Doyle. And tight end is just getting smaller and smaller with guys you could trust that, you know, there's only eight or nine good tight ends, you know, at this point in the season. Yeah, I had a team with only Doyle and no backup and uh, – now I have to go search the waiver wire as well. And let's not forget, too, like Jimmy yeah. Graham. Like, you can't, you can't even count on Jimmy Graham exactly. right now either. There's another, There's another guy. You, oh, Jimmy Graham Jimmy Graham can't even get into a lineup of mine. I dropped him a lot of leagues last week. You can't trust him. I mean, he barely played last week also. So I think he's just going to become a red zone, uh, you know, jump ball type of uh, tight end. That's why they're keeping him around. Uh, he, only, he didn't get involved until late in the fourth quarter the other night. 
you can't even play Jimmy Graham at this point, I don't think. Meanwhile, if you have Eric Ebron, you're like on cloud nine uh-huh. because now he's like just an automatic start. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a I have a, a high stakes uh, auction league that I actually was lucky enough to wrap up last week. Uh, I won the league outright by three games, and my tight end combo going forward into the playoffs is Kittle and Ebron. And I, I mean, I, I'm gonna flex out, you know, the, one of them. I I think at this point they're both top five plays. So Kittle yes. Ebron is a is a nice combo. I think Ebron gets the edge, though, because of luck and the way that you do it. They're better offense. I agree. And I don't think, uh, you know, Jacksonville – I think he killed Jacksonville the first time around. Is that correct? I'd have uh, to go back and look. That might be the case. Uh, and yeah, that's the – I think – and that's I, a way to attack them, too. Right. You got to figure with Ramsey on Hilton and not much else in the passing game that, yeah, it's a good spot for Ebron. To, yeah, two uh, touchdowns you know, to, to get them. Against. Two touchdowns in week ten. Actually, wait, that was the week he had three because he had the rushing too. He had three touchdowns. Yeah, that's right. That was snaps. against. That was against Jacksonville, right? Yep, that was. Oh my! Oh my God! Well, let's real, see. hopefully we can put another three on the board. I hope not. I don't have them. Uh, real quickly, <laughs> uh, as we wind down, we're running out of time. What's wrong with Alshon Jeffrey? Oh, my God. I mean, I think the whole offense is a little off. Uh, other than Zach Ertz, there's nobody else you can trust. Except for my guy, Josh Adams, that I think yes. going forward is a nice hockey, too. But oh, Jeffrey, too. I don't know. Something's just not right with him. Yeah, I, I think it's, and, you know, he looked great. Him. He looked great coming off the surgery. I was like, boy, I was wrong because I didn't draft him. I'm like, I'm not touching him. Yep. But, man, uh, and I said, wow, I'm wrong. He had... He had at yep. least eight targets in his first four games. Like they were just peppering the ball, and I, it's the I guess part of it is the offense falling apart. Wentz not being great, trying to involve Golden mm-hmm. Tate in the offense, and now they, they ran the ball one more play than they passed last week. So I think they want to run the ball. Yeah, they want to take. I think they want to scale back Wentz's uh, you know workload, and you know where he was throwing the ball forty plus times a game. Now with Adams in the backfield, they can rely on him a little more. So it all adds up to bad news for Jeffrey. All right, that is Chris Vaccaro. Always fun talking to him. You can find him at theathletic.com. Chris, thanks a lot for the time. Good luck in this crucial week. Yeah, buddy. Good good, uh, luck this week. I'll talk to you next week. All right. In the meantime, check me out, scoutfantasysports.com and scoutdfs. If you use the promo code DAYAFTER, 50% off your first month, check it out today. I'll be back Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.